Hello, everybody, and welcome to another special summer bonus edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. Today on the show, we're going to talk a little high school hoops and also some high school football. First of all, we're going to check in with Watertown High School as they have named a new head coach. Veteran coach Jim O'Leary has been named the coach to replace Travis Moulton down at Watertown. We're going to talk with Coach O'Leary here in a couple of minutes to see what he envisions for the job and just thoughts on the Watertown basketball program. Also, Tim Ladrin going to join us, the head boys basketball coach at Beaverdam High School. Had a chance to talk to him a couple weeks back when the WIAA ruled that they would do computerized seating for the state boys and girls basketball playoffs, and we'll get his take on that. Then we're going to stay at Beaverdam High School and check in with Brock Lindy. Had a chance to talk to him last week as well. Beaverdam's got their summer contact days coming up, and we'll talk to Coach Lindy, first-year head coach at Beaverdam, about how they're going to tackle their contact days in this COVID world. So it should be a good show today. Appreciate you joining us. We always appreciate Bruce Kaufman over at Flyway Carpet Cleaning for being a sponsor of the show. Need your carpets cleaned? Contact Bruce at flywaycarpetcleaning.com. He can do a lot of different things. Check out his website. I know he's going to be coming over to my house in the very near future to clean out the dryer vent for me. So flywaycarpetcleaning.com. And with the bonus editions of the show in the summer, never know when they're going to drop. Best way to never miss an episode, subscribe to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report at your favorite podcasting site. You can also follow us on Facebook and also like us on Twitter, just at SCW Prep Report, and you will never miss an episode. New Watertown Boys basketball coach Jim O'Leary, that is coming up next on the pod. Thanks for listening to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. It's our goal on the program to promote the youth of our area and the great things they do in a positive manner. One company that shares the same vision is Bruce and the staff at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. They proudly service customers all across South Central Wisconsin, including the Beaver Dam, Burnett, Columbus, Fox Lake, Randolph, Wapan, Fond du Lac, Horicon, Juneau, Mayville, Houstisford, Fall River, Clyman, Lowell, and Reeseville areas. I can tell you this, when I moved to Beaver Dam and I asked around as to who I should contact to clean my carpets, the consensus was Flyway Carpet Cleaning, and Bruce didn't disappoint. Flyway Carpet Cleaning provides residential and commercial cleaning services. Whether you need a small stain removed or your entire home or office cleaned, they have the experience and the tools to complete the job on time and on budget, all with the personal attention that you deserve. They service homes and apartments of all sizes. Whether you need a spill cleaned or hosting an event or want your floors to sparkle, you may have pet odors and stains, or just want your floors to be fresh and clean, they have you covered. When it's time to get the carpets cleaned in your office or home, I strongly recommend Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Give Bruce a call at 920-885-6188. That's 920-885-6188. Or check out flywaycarpetcleaning.com. Flyway Carpet Cleaning, they don't cut corners, they clean them. And if you see Bruce around town from Flyway Carpet Cleaning, thank him for being a part of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Right now, let's head to Watertown High School as they have a new head boys basketball coach. A name, though, that many of you in the area may know if, if you're a fan of high school sports. Jim O'Leary named the head coach of the Goslings here in the last uh, week or so. Coach O'Leary, thank you so much for giving us some time. Well, my pleasure, Wade. Thank you. Hey, Jim, before we kind of talk about the Goslings and maybe what you've learned about the program, just uh, give us some insight on what I- intrigued you about the, the opening uh, for the Watertown boys basketball job. Well, <laughs> You know, 2020 has been an interesting year. Uh, so so um, when Jamie called 
Jamie Kep, the AD, called and um, explained the situation he was in that, um, you know, Travis Moulton had resigned to spend more time with his family and no one on the staff came forward and applied and they didn't have any teaching openings. And um, I've known Jamie for probably 25 years. I, I knew Jamie when he was the head coach at Juno. And um, when I was the varsity assistant coach at Oconomowoc, um, we we were still in the same conference with Watertown, and we faced Jamie twice a year. So um, I've gotten to know him pretty well. And he called and asked if I would consider it. And I'll be honest with you, I, I when we, when we hung up, um, my my inclination was to say no. Uh, but after thinking about it um, and talking to some people. Uh, I thought, you know, I'll be 64 in September. And I thought, here is a last chance probably for me to stick my neck out, take a chance, um, do something that's that's responsible and important to, um, you know, a lot of people. Um, and so I thought to say no would have been uh, because I was afraid and, and I didn't. I didn't want to live afraid, so um, that that's pretty much how that happened. So I applied, and then uh, Jamie offered me the job, and after another couple of days, I accepted, um, and here we are. <laughs> sure, Coach. I was going to say, you know, obviously you've had a, a long path when it comes to, to prep athletics, uh, what, nearly 40 years. Um, just if people aren't familiar, can you kind of talk about uh, how, how, your, how your journey got you here and all the different things that you've done with the preps and coaching? Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, I grew up in Toma um, and uh, went to UW-Eau Claire. A student taught at Osseo Fairchild. Uh, Harold Mulhern was the coach there back then. He's a Hall of Famer. And uh, I had the opportunity to coach their sophomore team the year that I student taught. I didn't student teach till the second semester, but they asked me to come and, and coach their sophomore team. Now, their sophomore team at Osseo back in 19... 19- uh, 78, 79 was not their varsity preliminary game team. Uh, they had a sophomore team, a JV team and a varsity and, uh, the sophomore team played its own schedule. Uh, we've only played about 13 games. And so I, I got started coaching in high school then. And then, uh, my first teaching job was in Amory, Wisconsin. Um, Steve Wilhelm was the head coach there another hall of famer in fact will is in the hall of fame as a player and a coach and i was the freshman coach there for three years and then i got the head coaching job at green lake high school and i moved there and was at green lake from 82 to 90 and then i left uh, green lake to come to oconomowoc uh to be the athletic director i i had a player at green lake his name was Chris Bumby, and he played at Carroll University. And I used to come down and see him play, you know, three or four times a year. And I always drove through Oconomowoc, and I always was so impressed with the city of Oconomowoc and the, and the lakes and the, the homes on Wisconsin Avenue. And then when I saw that they were looking for an athletic director in 1990, and Wade, back then, stamps were like 29 mm-hmm. cents. Uh, so I sent a letter a cover letter and a resume, and less than a month after that started, I, I, I was hired here as the AD. 
And then I did that for 14 years. And in 04, I went back to the classroom and um, got back into basketball coaching. I was the uh, JV boys coach in 04, 05. And then I was Kurt Melton's varsity assistant from um, 05 to 2013. Um, and then um, I was teaching part-time uh, at Oconomowoc then. I, re- I actually retired in 2011 but went back a year later and taught another seven years part-time. So uh, I I was done completely teaching in uh, 2019. So, Coach, when you look at the Watertown job, you mentioned you had to take a couple days to think about it after you you applied and you got offered the job. Just, just uh, what were some of the final factors that said, "Hey, I, I want to take this." Besides, you know, it's saying if you don't take it, you're going to be scared. I mean, when you look at the program, a team that's been, you know, they traditionally had they had some tradition at Watertown. Just, uh, uh, what are some of your thoughts on the program since you've gotten to dive into it a little bit more here? Well, you know, the <laughs> the tradition at Watertown is amazing. I I think um, it's it's. Uh, I've been in the area for 30 years. When I came, Eli Krogan was um, the head coach and, um, you know, and he's a legacy, you know, another hall of famer. Um, And then, uh, and I'm, wait, I might miss somebody, but Bill Lechner, um, I think was the next coach. And I know he took a couple of teams to the state tournament. Um, Steve Jacobson, who I counted as a friend, um, coached uh, Jamie Kep, a hall of famer. Uh, comes in, uh, does a great job. Um, the tradition of you, you, you just expect to do well. And then Travis um, came in and, uh, you know, he was a great player. Uh, he was a conference player of the year at Watertown his senior year. And he came in and did a solid job. So I, I knew that uh, if I accepted the position, you know, I, I'd be in a, in a, in a place where we're already established and it's solid and the, the kids take it seriously. And Watertown has, has been just a tremendous rival of Oconomowoc, you know, since the 1930s. And, and, and so it, I couldn't be anything but excited. I, and I, and I know they graduated 10 seniors, um, but they have a talented sophomore class coming up Um uh, that'll be this year's junior class. Um, and I know that there's a handful of uh, 2B seniors that were solid contributors. And, and, and you know, in Watertown, you know that basketball is taken seriously. And um, I, I just couldn't find it. There was no downside to this. So from my end, there was not a downside. I'm going to ride coattails, Wade. Yes. Yes, Coach, I was going to say, you know, obviously we're, we're in a different world here, you know, this offseason when it comes to summer basketball and such. So do you have to just rely on watching a little film or just kind of have to wait and see when it just comes to learning about the, some of the kids that you, that you have uh, coming back here in, in hopefully the 2021 20, season? Well, Coach Moulton is going to send me some huddle film um, on, 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 on our team uh, so I get a chance to see the kids because I have not. I, I saw them play Oconomowoc last year. I went to that game because um, I'm not going to miss a, a, a Watertown Oconomowoc game. Uh, and so I got to see them play. Uh, you know, Nate Kapinski uh, kind of stands out. He's he's a pretty strong, pretty strong player, and and getting some attention um, for the next level. And and so I'm going to 
have to rely on video for a while because I, I can't get in to see them. Uh, I haven't even met them yet. Uh, Jamie and I are going to talk about how we can do that one of these days because um, I'm really itching to, to not just to meet them, but to see them in a gym. And, and uh, even if we have to get started with just, you know, six to nine at a time, uh, I really, really want to do that. Well, coach, if somebody hasn't seen your teams play, how would you describe what kind? What's your coaching philosophy like? Uh, what, 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 what kind of style of basketball do you envision your goslings to to play? Well, it, you know, I'm pretty flexible because I, I th- and I think you have to be. I, I'd love to run if we're good enough to run. Um, uh, you know, we don't have a shot clock, and I don't think we need one. <laughs> and um, I'd, I'd like to. I, I guess I would like to play at the at the fastest pace we're capable of, but maybe more importantly, uh, we're gonna we're gonna defend really really well, and I don't think that'll be an issue with those kids from from what I've seen and what I know of them, but we're gonna we're gonna have to defend because no matter where you play, you can defend, and sometimes you don't shoot it well on the road, sometimes you don't shoot it well at home, uh, but you can always defend, um, and. So I think I think what you'll see is uh, uh, kids playing hard defensively and helping, um, uh, trying to make that offense throw one more pass, throw one more pass, throw one more pass, and and maybe it will get uh, intercepted or fumbled or something. But um, I, I I and and I would love if we could play man to man all the time. Um, but we're also going to be flexible if we if we have to, depending on matchups, um, we have to we have to get out of the man. We're going to be able to do that because um, I, I really think as a high school coach, you, you need to put your you need to put your kids in a position to win. And um, and if some matchups are such that the man to man isn't going to do it, we'll we'll do something else. Um, and and we're going to be. Uh, we're going to be very unselfish. We we will uh, we will share the ball. We will move the ball, um, and and I and I think uh, we'll have a, a product on the floor. At least this is the plan, and that's what we're going to work toward: is have a product on the floor that um, the people in in Watertown will will be proud to watch. Well, Coach O'Leary, I appreciate you giving us some time here. Congratulations on uh, getting another chance to be a, a head varsity boys basketball coach and look forward to talking to you here uh, later this winter. All right. Thanks a lot, Wade. I sure appreciate it. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. <laughs> Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Wisconsin, in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. 
This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Spring and Beaver Dam head boys basketball coach Tim Ladrin coached the WIAA's Board of Controls uh, this past Wednesday approved implementing computerized seating for the state tournament series and they will hope to develop it to get it ready for this 2021 season and at worst uh, the 21-22 season. Just your thoughts on uh, getting rid of the coaches meetings to a seed your regionals and sectionals and, and moving to the computer. I think it's a good idea. My guess is, you know, when the computer seedings come out, you know, every year when it comes that time, it's going to be something that's pretty similar to what, you know, what it kind of should look like on normal years. Um, I think what it does do is take away a lot of the politics that happen in some of those meetings with conferences joining up and ganging up on teams and things like that. You know, you mentioned that, you know, you hear stories at seating meetings uh, just about how sometimes, you know, better teams get seated lower, coaches uh, vote maybe to benefit themselves and not where teams should be slated. In your experience, have you seen a lot of that go on in seating meetings over the years? I've seen it. I've seen it quite a bit. I think uh, I think those, those things sort of happen two ways. I think the first way is for a team to get a matchup they want, you know, whether it's a first-round matchup, a second-round matchup, wanting to avoid a team or something like that. But I think the one that happens even more than that is, you know, conferences kind of sticking together. You know, you might have a 8-8 eight, eight team in one conference be voted ahead of a team that's, you know, maybe 10-6, and six, you know, 11-5 and five in another conference just because they play in their conference. So they just, you know, they just give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, in a situation like we're in, we're the only team in the Badger that's in our sectional. That's, that's a North Shore heavy sectional. And so... Um, you do tend to see that. That's not the only time I've seen it. Um, I've been around a lot of seating meetings from baseball and softball and basketball to see it uh, lots of times. So it certainly, it certainly happens, yeah. And you look at computer rankings, obviously, when they come out, you know, we still have to wait to see what the formula is. That's why I think the WIAA is going to wait. They got theirs with football that's supposed to start this year. But, but obviously there's got to be a formula to, uh, to work in strength of conferences and things like that. So if a team's in maybe a weaker conference and has a great record as compared to a good team, maybe with a few more losses, that is in like a power league. Yeah, you know, I think they're going to take a look at, you, certainly it's going to be league, but it's also going to be, you know, who you've beaten and then who your opponents have beaten, what your what your opponent's opponent's winning record is. You know, um, those are some of the things that have come out as well. So I feel like it's probably now it's become the fairest way to do it. Um, you know, I think in-person seating meetings uh, worked for a, a really long time. It was certainly better than the alternative of when the WIAA used to just bracket you right at the beginning of the season you knew who your first round matchup was in October uh, in the basketball side you know so uh, it's certainly you know but I think it's kind of run its course I think coaches and, and unfortunately have taken advantage of some of those situations and I think it's time now for, for the computer seating I think it's a good call well coach now you'll have either a Saturday or Sunday afternoon to take your wife out to lunch or something now uh, come uh, what late February <laughs> yeah you know that's the other nice thing is, is you know like last year our seating meeting was in Whitefish Bay, and it was at eight in the morning. So, myself and Chris Smith, my assistant, we got you know we were up at six thirty. We drove to Port or to, to uh, Whitefish Bay, went to the meeting, and then we had to come home and, and run the Badger North Shore Challenge. You know, and there's been times where you go to a meeting that's an hour away, and it's a twenty minute meeting. Yeah, I just you know because some really some of those things in those meetings are kind of cut and dry. You kind of know who's going to go where for the most part. Um, it, I think it, it does, you know, take away some of that. You get some of that time back for your family and things like that. Coach Ladron, I appreciate the time. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Wade. Appreciate it.
We'll get back to more of the coaches on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report in just a second. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show. Now I have a question for you. Is it time to get the carpets cleaned in your home, office, or apartment? If so, I strongly encourage you to contact Bruce at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Bruce from Flyway Carpet Cleaning is the only person ever to clean the carpets in my current home. He did a fantastic job at an affordable price. And I'm a strong believer in supporting those who give back to the communities that they serve as well. And Bruce and the staff at Flyway Carpet Cleaning are always supporters of our area youth as they compete in high school athletics, in school, or in extracurricular activities. I always see Bruce and Flyway Carpet Cleaning involved. Flyway Carpet Cleaning provides residential and commercial cleaning services all across South Central Wisconsin. Whether you need a small stain removed or your entire home or office cleaned, they have the experience and tools to complete the job on time and on budget, all with the personal attention that you deserve. Now, did you find water in your finished basement and need it out as soon as possible before any more damage is done? Flyway Carpet Cleaning is the place to call. They also offer emergency services in case life happens and you need your carpet cleaned as soon as possible. When it's time to get the carpets cleaned in your home, apartment, or office, you need to call Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Give Bruce a call at 920-885-6188. That's 920-885-6188. Or check out flywaycarpetcleaning.com. Flyway Carpet Cleaning, they don't cut corners, they clean them. Right now, let's bring in Beaver Dam High School football coach Brock Lindy as we hit that July 1st number when some contact days can be had. And uh, obviously, football teams working through COVID-19 as well as it's not that far until camp opens up. Coach Lindy, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, appreciate it, Wade. Hey, before we talk about what happens in July with the Beaver Dam football, just uh, how has the last, I think it's been about six weeks since we last talked, uh, how have things been going as you prepare for the season in this COVID world? Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of a lot of confusion, a lot of uncertainty. But we're trying to push things forward, uh, try to create, you know, the best version of Beaver Dam football that we can, you know, uh, in the upcoming season. So uh, just working through uh, accountability and communications with kids and families. Uh, it's difficult, but uh, I think we're I think we're really trying to make some strides in the in the right direction. Now, being safe and and staying healthy, obviously the number one factor. But kids have been able to get out there and kind of work on their strength and conditioning in in such in the last month or so. Yeah, uh, since the since the high school opened up their their outdoor facilities, we've had a number of kids contact uh, contact us to see if they'd be able to go up and everything's kind of on the kids right now uh there's not a whole lot of uh, communication that we can make directly as far as uh, organizing practices or drill work or anything like that so it's been good to see you know some interest in uh in working out pick up obviously if those kids and those families feel safe with with their partners and who they're going to be doing work with and you can keep those numbers pretty small uh you know then then they have that opportunity uh and then as far as the strength and conditioning is concerned uh you know because we've partnered up with sports advantage uh they've had their facilities open for uh quite some time and uh, a, a lot of our kids are over there working out uh small numbers i've been up to observe some of the workouts and they're doing a great job uh keeping things safe and clean and and uh you know and just getting the kids the the workouts that they need so when things do pick up uh, you know we're in a pretty good, uh, pretty good place physically. You know, you mentioned uh, obviously coaches' contact can't start until July, but uh, the, for kids having the interest of doing it on their own, it's got to be encouraging knowing that that kids want to get better on their own. Don't really have to, you know, have a coach out there saying, "Hey, this is what you need to do." 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that old adage of, you know, do what do you do when no one's watching has never been more prevalent than than right now. So we have a lot of kids that are, are doing a lot of a lot of great things in the offseason and uh, and they're documenting it and they're communicating with their coaches. And and that's been great to see. You know, we also have a lot of kids that that I know are doing things and and just are maybe missing that communication piece. And so uh, that that's kind of the, the biggest challenge right now for us is to know, you know, who's really doing what. And uh, and to not try to put too much on on our players, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on in their lives right now, and and to say that, uh, you know, football is the most important thing for some of our our players right now is is a little short sighted. So you know, we want to be mindful that that it's a difficult time for all people, and remind them of of the benefits of sports in general, and and how it can kind of give them those intangible skills that they're going to need, you know, to be successful uh, adults. But, um, but I think just as we're moving in into, you know, some more serious communications about when we can get back together uh, you know, we need to continue to, to push active, uh, active strength and conditioning. So uh, like I said, when they get back together, it's not a, you know, it's not, it's not such a, a shock to their systems to start doing some sprint training again. Now, football obviously one of those sports that uh, it's tough to avoid contact and being close with with with, with other other athletes in such a uh, coach. Your contact days right now scheduled to start on July thirteenth. Just what do you envision those being like uh, when once you can get the group together? Yeah, obviously way different than than what we had originally planned. Uh, the original plan was uh, kind of what we've done in the past, which is a lot of uh, a lot of install, offense, defense, special teams, uh, a lot of a lot of culture building with the program. Uh, you know, basically what what you would expect: fundamentals and, and individual drill work. And now that kind of is going to get pushed into uh, into some smaller segments of players. Uh, it, it would be. Uh, almost impossible based on uh, the WIA and the NFHS and the CDC guidelines to, to roll out a football and say, we're going to play 11 on 11. So we're trying to get creative with what a potential plan might look like. But I think my priority and the priority of our staff and our players is going to be just to make sure that they're getting back into shape. And so, uh, like I said, it, it, it's tough to, it, with some of those guidelines, it's really tough to put balls in people's hands and say, well, you know, we're just going to operate a, a normal, uh, quarterback running back exchange period or you know a, a skeleton pass period with our quarterbacks and receivers uh, you know according to some of those guidelines if if the quarterback's going to throw the ball to another player he's got to pump hand sanitizer before he grabs another ball and so uh, I think it's going to be uh, maybe more challenging to implement some of the traditional stuff so we're looking at some initiatives that uh, that just get our players back into shape and work on agility and speed and and just their overall athleticism improvement with still opportunities then to do a bunch of chalk talks and just some some mental sessions uh, as we work through our installs and uh, and then really uh, another huge component is once we get a lot of the team back together we got to work on on our core culture and our vision for this upcoming season and and that can happen quite mentally without you know a whole lot of risk uh, for physical contact you know we have to get through the month of July but you know camp when it's supposed to start isn't that far away either and you mentioned CDC guidelines and such so at some point that you're gonna have to have contact if you're gonna play football I mean have you mentioned like with practices and stuff with hand sanitizers and such I'm assuming that this the same guidelines are, are gonna in some way be in place so once a, once the training camp opens for real in August yeah, this, the real scary thing for me and for the coaches and parents and players is that if these are the guidelines that are coming down in the middle of July, I can't imagine that two weeks later, you know, all of a sudden uh, those guidelines are going to lift 
you know, kind of with a magic wand. So I, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen once August starts. If the guidelines are, are the same in August as they were in July, um, you know, I, I, I question, you know, how the season's going to look um, and if we're going to get bumped back or, or, or what's going to happen. But at this point, it's up to local control. So working with our athletic director and, and the coaches to figure out what's going to be the, the best and safest way to try to get kids back together because they need that interaction to try to get kids, you know, physically active because they need that to try to get kids competing and uh, and all doing this under under the umbrella of making sure that we're as safe as humanly possible. Coach, numbers wise, uh, preliminary, where do, you, where do you think this program is at heading into 2020? Yeah, it's really hard to tell. We uh, we're just kind of going based on the numbers that we had last year because we never really got a, a spring sign up meeting. Uh, wasn't able to get into the middle school and meet with you know our, our incoming uh, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, and then those and then those uh, incoming freshmen who are eighth graders last year. So just based on preliminary numbers, you know, uh, we've been pretty steady around 100 over the last couple of years. Um, I did. I do anticipate being a little over that. Uh, there was there was quite a bit of interest. Uh, kind of before all this COVID stuff happened, and and uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if if everyone who shows up who that's expressed interest, we'd have you know 120, 130, but we always get a, a number of kids that you know kind of decide last second that that it's not something they want to do. So you know we'll be over 100 in the program, but I, I'd like to see that number you know climb over the next couple of years. Um, and I, I just I just think there's so much value in kids doing activities that are sponsored through their school district. And, you know, if, if I ask a kid, if he wants to play football and he says, no, I'm going to run cross country instead, uh, you know, good, good for that kid. You know, I want that kid doing things. I want them to receive the benefits of extracurricular activities. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm biased and partial to football. So that's where I'm going to push kids uh, who are maybe on the fence, but I just want kids active. And if we can get a hundred, great. If we can get 110 better, if we can get 120, you know, even better. So, um, so we're going to, we're going to keep pushing football and, and keep pushing, you know, active involvement, but you know, we'll be over a hundred, which I think is, is an amazing number for our, uh, for our school size and for our program. Well, coach Lindy, again, when are your contact days in, in July scheduled for? Yeah, tentatively scheduled uh, Monday, July 13th through uh, Thursday, July 16th. Uh, that's kind of pending based on uh, based on some of the guidelines that are that are put forth and uh, and just what we're going to be able to do as far as, you know, assembling the team together, or assembling different age groups. Uh, you know, the original plan was to do some four hour segments. But what we might have to end up doing is uh, you know, just splitting the team up and maybe having, you know, the freshmen and the sophomores come in for a two hour segment and that just splits the roster size in half. And then you can, you can keep those groups smaller and you can focus on a little bit different skill development for our, for our underclassmen versus our upperclassmen. Well, coach Lindy, obviously the most unique off season uh, that you've probably ever had when it comes to high school football, anywhere in the country and including Beaver dam. I appreciate the time and, and good luck in the month of July. All right. Thanks. Wade. Appreciate it. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Wisconsin knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, Chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? 
Wisconsin needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. That is going to do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, the special summer bonus edition. Appreciate you joining us, and we appreciate Jim O'Leary, the new head coach at Watertown for the boys joining us. Also, boys basketball coach Tim Ladrin from Beaver Dam High School and Beaver Dam High School football coach Brock Lindy. Again, Bruce Kaufman, big sponsor and supporter of local high school athletics. Appreciate him being on board at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Check him out at flywaycarpetcleaning.com. And again, we'll have various shows dropping throughout the summer months and the best way never to miss an episode subscribe to the south central wisconsin prep report at any of your favorite podcasting sites including apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify google play we are all there also at podbean also like south central wisconsin prep report on facebook and you can follow on twitter at scw prep report again thank you so much for listening to the south central wisconsin prep report we'll see you in the near future